0: all right hey uh five six community i have tech sergeant tiffany cook here and we have master sergeant select david de jesus did i say it right yes ma'am de jesus i don't speak spanish so (laughs) um and this is uh sergeant Brittany torrance so we invited uh sergeant de jesus to come and talk to us talk to all of us because we recognize that there is a common thing going on base where people are just not speaking up when they see things that are wrong so we want him to kind of elaborate on his take from it maybe some of his personal experiences and then sergeant cook and i will jump in as well so sergeant de jesus what is it called when people just sit back and don't speak up when they say something is see something is wrong
1: So, I believe a a proper term for it would be tacit approval. Um, And tacit approval can be anything where you see something or hear something, and by you not saying anything or doing anything, you have therefore just approved it. Right? So, an example would be um, you see somebody walking past... Maybe they don't have a cover on and they're out of uniform, and you see it and you know it's wrong, but you don't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. You have just told that person subconsciously that what they're doing is correct. Same thing if you're having a conversation in your work center. Somebody says uh, an inappropriate joke, and I'm standing right there. If I don't say anything and say, hey, that's, that's not right, in their mind, subconsciously, they have just said, oh, Sergeant DeJesus is okay with what I just said. He approves of it. Um, and I think that's a huge problem. It's something that I've been trying to tackle personally within myself for some years now, ever since I learned about it. Um, and obviously, I'm not perfect. I still have some some ways to come. But uh, I find that once you try to, to do right by that, you'll notice a climate change in your work center or wherever you're at. Um, and, and I think it's tough because a lot of people, maybe they don't like confrontation. Uh, but I always suggest that you you have to confront people with who you are, right? So not everybody's very firm or, or abrasive. So if that's not your personality, then it don't come off that way, right? It's a, you know, ask the question like, hey, why did you say that? Why did you think it was okay to say that? Or, hey, did you realize you don't have your cover on? Like, did the reg change? Or, you know, it, it really has to come down to how you're comfortable approaching people. But I think once you start doing that, once we start doing that, I think collectively we'll see, uh, these these things, these stereotypes, these uh, um, just nuances that we see that are just like, man, that's crazy. I can't believe somebody said that to you. I can't believe somebody did that in front of you. Uh, we'll start to see that change uh, once we can start to do better with that. So,
0: so do you think that... So I think it, you're right. It's important to approach people with how you are. So if you're not an abrasive person, or if maybe you're not aggressive, or you are a person who doesn't like confrontation, um, what is your take on approaching people where they're at? So for example, I have a few different airmen under me, and I know how I can approach each one of them, because you can't approach everybody the same way. So how important is it to understand your people and correcting them the way that maybe they need to be corrected?
1: Um. I think it's very important. Uh, You know, falling back, cliche, PME, right? Uh, We talk four eyes. Uh, You have to treat everyone as an individual. There will be a time where you need to broadcast something to the masses and say, hey, this is how we do business or this is how we don't do business. But at the end of the day, it's gonna be more meaningful if you can connect with somebody one-on-one. Because I think at the end of the day, uh, and I know we talked about this, Sergeant Torrance, there's There's ignorance, right? It's usually at the root of everything that's wrong in the world. There's ignorance a part of it. But some of that ignorance is willful. And I think the other part of that ignorance is just being straight ignorant. Like people don't know. Mm -hmm. So I think you really have to approach people and ask them, hey, why do you think that way? Why do you think it's okay to say that or do that? Mm -hmm. And then you start to peel back this onion and you realize that maybe this person simply didn't know.
0: Right cultural
1: yeah. differences, their background, mm-hmm. how they were raised, and, and that is an opportunity to educate that person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now if you're dealing with the, the willful ignorance, that's tough that's a tough one mm-hmm. um, and I don't think that has any place in our Air Force, that's a right. zero tolerance for sure, mm-hmm. uh, but I really think you have to find that and delineate between the two before you can say, hey we, you know, what do we do with this situation mm-hmm. right, with any problem, you gotta come to the root cause of it through that i think you know like you said we can change it one airman at a time one person mm-hmm. at a time you know?
2: so my question is for our introverts out there who like you were saying they see something wrong but they're not gonna say anything they're giving that approval because they're not saying anything but what advice would you give for our introverts out there who personally like to keep to themselves they like to mind their own business they like to stay out of everybody else's business if they see something wrong they don't know how to approach because they don't know how to approach conversations Um, so they don't know even know how to approach people when they're trying to correct something what advice could you give them
1: so so shout out to my introverts Um, (laughs) I'm an introvert you know I, I Despite, well, I guess you call it an ambivert, but I truly like to just go home and just be by myself, right? Mm-hmm. After being talking with everybody all day,
0: um, you gotta but, recharge, right? Yep. Yes, you know. And
1: <laughs> so I think there's a little bit of introvert in all of us, but for my introverted folks, I respect them. They they stay in their lane. They handle their <laughs> business. You can't get in trouble if you yeah. mind your business. I like that. Um, but I think there's also avenues for them as well. You know, like I know a, a few a few months back. They put uh, commander boxes in our work centers throughout the maintenance squadron for anonymous um, tips or suggestions for the for the center. And I feel like that could also be done through a text or an email. I've had people, my own airmen, uh, come to me through a text or phone call, mm-hmm. say, hey, I didn't feel comfortable saying this in front of everybody, but this is bothering me. And I, I immediately take that as my own. Cool. Say, say less. Mm-hmm. I got you. Um, I don't say their name. I just say, hey, I've noticed this, and this needs to stop. And I, and I kind of brief that to the masses. But uh, every introvert has somebody that I think they can go to, I hope they can go to, to say, hey, this this bothered me, and here's why. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully action can be taken. So, yeah, they ain't got to be in front of everybody like, hold on, stop. <laughs> right? But yeah. I, hopefully yeah. they can go about their introverted channels to, to still – uh, fix whatever needs fixing.
0: So, really, a lot of it boils down to leadership or management, those who are in charge of a section or a unit being open enough to step up and speak on the behalf of their people.
1: 100%. It's, uh, you know, I'm reading this book right now. It's, I think it's called Influence. Or how to influence or something like that and it's very interesting to read and one of the things in there that it talks about is um, like social approval right so you go somewhere and as people we just want to feel like we belong we kind of want to blend in very few mm-hmm. of us want to just go into a room and be the center of attention a lot of us we just kind of figuring ourselves out mm-hmm. I know overseas uh you dress like an American in Europe, you are immediately like, okay, let me go into Zara's or let me go into this store. Let me let me change my wardrobe right. up just so I could blend in mm-hmm. and not get these funny looks. Mm-hmm. And it's the same in a work center. It's the same in the Air Force. When airmen show up, I don't care if NCO, senior NCO, young airmen, they look around them and say, how do I fit in here? What yeah. is everybody else doing? Mm-hmm. And how can I become um, socially uh, approved?
0: Acceptable. Right? Acceptable. Yeah.
1: And immediately, right? And I get this one all the time. So you know, working on the flight line, I work maintenance. Uh, it gets cold, right? So there's sometimes when we put our hands in our pocket. Mm-hmm. Now there's some regs out there that says you shouldn't walk with your hands in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get called out on it all the time. My airman are like, hey, "Sir, your hands in your pocket. I'm like, you got me. right." Um, and it, and it, I constantly have to think. Okay, they're watching me.
0: Mm-hmm. They are
1: always watching me my influence is, is important to these people I need to keep myself in check because mm-hmm. right. um, I know that that is going to set the tone for everything around me
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and also me talking to my NCOs, like hey these everyone watching us we really got to set the tone um, so if you're sitting around here cursing or you're sitting around here saying things that don't need to be said or doing things that are inappropriate they're seeing that and in their mind they're like oh I need to do that to fit in because right. this guy is popular. People like this guy. So I need to be like him. They emulate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as leaders, we have to understand our own power and our own influence in our sphere. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a reality check. Yep. It's like, hey, I, we got to walk like, we got to do the right thing for the sake of our people. Right. It ain't even a selfish thing anymore. It's like, hey, i got to do the right thing for this person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and leadership,
0: 100%. Do you have any other questions, Sergeant Cook?
2: I do not. I think that was all the questions that I had. Okay. I mean, I'm an extrovert, but I know that there are introverts out there. Yeah. Um, I'm not lying to that, but I know that I see it all the time, and, and when I was back in avionics, mm-hmm. I saw it all the time. Like, You would have your introverts who are afraid to say something. Mm-hmm. What avenues do they have? Do they know that they have avenues that they can use? Yeah. They do, but are they made of where?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think um the proper term for myself and Sarn De Jesus is omnivert. Yeah. So we're the type of people that like we prefer to be by ourselves. We're cool with peace and quiet, but when we're put in a social setting, we also can thrive in that as well. And I think um there's a lot more of us out there than I think we give oh, yes. we give ourselves credit for, you know, people that can thrive no matter what situation. That they're in. So, but I think you brought up a good point when you talked about um, fitting in. Um, I work command post, so there's maybe 12 of us in a shop, if you will, at a time um, as a whole. Like that's all there is is 12 of us. And I've seen a lot since I've been here. People come in and definitely try to be something that they're not. And I've made it a point to, as an NCO, you know, take those people aside and say like this isn't you I might not know you very well but I can tell like Mm -hmm. this isn't you and I think a good way that you can identify people that are trying to be something that they're not is they function differently with different people they're one way with this person you know another way with this person and I think as leaders we have to keep our eye out for that because we got to peel back those layers like why is this person trying so hard to be something that they're not and you're absolutely right like very few of us walk into a room and want to be the center of attention. Like we just want to do what we got to do and go home at the end of the day. But um, when you have that power of influence, when you're a person who walks into a room and people take notice, it's your responsibility to make sure that you're keeping an eye out on everybody else and helping them understand like their journey is theirs. They don't have to be like everybody else. They don't have to do what everybody else is doing, And that's something for me that I've just come to a realization. And I'll... How old am I? 34? You're 28. 24. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm 24, guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will actually be 35 in November. And I am... I'm loving this age thing because I feel like you just learn so much with, mm-hmm. you know, it's wisdom. My airman will tell you that I act like a child. <laughs> but... Um, I just have a fun personality. Anyways, sure. um, at my age now, I'm just coming to a point where I no longer care what people think about me when I walk into a room. Yeah. And it's taken me years to get to this point. So I understand, like, you have these baby airmen that are coming in 18, 19 years old who they're they're not there yet. And then you even have seasoned NCOs who are coming in, you know, not comfortable with themselves. And I think we have to really really take time to get to know our people because if you learn who people are if you learn why did you think it was okay to say that or do that you know like I have an airman she's from Ohio and she's always talking about my hair like and I don't take it as you know an offensive thing she's really curious and there are people out there who they're genuinely curious and I think we have to be Receptive of that I can't be that Tech sergeant who's like why are you worried about my hair What's wrong you know I have to be No it's I'm not wearing a wig today no. or This is my natural hair today you know what I mean So um, I think it is important To definitely learn yeah. your people Get to know them and get them comfortable With opening up to you yeah. especially Like the introverts and things like that So you guys have Anything sure. additional to add
1: I- I'll add one thing to that um, I know when I taught f know i had hundreds of airmen come through and one of the things that i always tried to harp on with them was identity Mm -hmm. right you really have to find yourself and i think we spent an entire lifetime doing that i don't think anybody just wakes up one day and says hey i am this and i'm never going to change um you through through life and through events and through experiences you'll craft this image of yourself and you know when we talk about self-esteem and and self-worth and value you know, I think that's all driven from you, from mm-hmm. each one of us. So I think the biggest thing for these young folks, like you said, you got these chameleons, right? I call them chameleons. Yes. Everywhere they go, they mm-hmm. just blend in. Mm-hmm. They just, with this click, they're with that click. It's like, all right, who are you, though? Yeah. Right. You know, what do you stand for? Right. What are your principles? What do you want out of life? What do you think is important? What are your values? Um, and when you really start to talk to people like that and ask them these very vulnerable yet pointed questions, you know, that at first they're just taken aback. But like, did you just ask me what my values are? Yes. <laughs>
2: right.
1: Yes. <laughs> you know? And, um, but it really gets their, their cogs working to say, mm-hmm. okay, who am I? And yeah, I are my values? Right? Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the biggest thing about the Air Force that I love so much was that it was a reset. Yep. When you came in, you shed everything that you were. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you had an opportunity to start a fresh page in your book of life. Definitely. And you could choose whatever identity you wanted. Yep. It was beautiful. You can even do that with PCS, new yes. jobs, whatever. Yes. Yes. Uh, but with the Air Force, especially for these young airmen coming in, it's like you can be whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. You want to be a chief? Be that. Right? We can sit down and do the blueprint and the roadmap to get there. You want to be a general? We can work on that too. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Um, but I think having an identity and knowing what that is is extremely important when you get up and put the uniform on because if not you'll be wandering around lost. Mm-hmm. People will be, I mean, what's up with this person? What are they doing? Yeah. What are they about? Uh, so, no, I just wanted to add that, but I think that's mm-hmm. extremely important.
0: So something I'll add
2: is um, a quote I heard from our chief of staff, General Goldfein, at the AFA back in um, Orlando in February. And he said that your character is who you are, mm-hmm. and your reputation is what people think of you. Mm. And I'll add my spin to it. Never lose the sight of who you are trying to make everyone happy. That's what I'll leave with.
0: Well, that is a perfect way to end this. So thank you both so much for your time. Thanks for making time for us, De Jesus. Oh, yeah, anytime. Yeah, definitely appreciate it. Sergeant Cook you're my right hand i love you love me too thanks next
2: time next week same, time next week, <laughs> same
0: time next week we'll have a different topic um we're gonna try to keep this rolling for you guys um i know the videos can get listen we're all zoomed out okay so let's just try to stick with the podcasting for now so thanks for listening and i hope this um encouraged somebody and feel free to reach out to us message us on our five six facebook page and we'll talk to you guys next week